in a world where options are limitless, but time is not. Two heroes take a stand against injustice and overwhelming viewing choices. Starring Jane Ellen. I don't see how the human race survived the medieval period. And Adam Cravens. A lot of them didn't. This is Binge or Cringe. A podcast that lets you know what's worth watching and what's not. From the Hinson Oakley Podcast Center at Rock 93.7. Hello and welcome to Binge or Cringe. I'm Jane Ellen. And I'm Adam Cravens. I have done my homework. That's like literally, or you mean like metaphorically? All of it. Okay, because I was going to say that paper is late, Jane. All of it. Okay. On Amazon Prime, there is a show. They have three seasons. It is current, it is a hit, and it is based on books pretty much that the nine to 15 year old girls would like. How do you. Let, let me. I'd like. I, I know back in the day, like on network book. television, you had a a bar that set like what is successful. As far as streaming services go, especially because like with Netflix, like not revealing much about like the data they get from it. How do we determine if an Amazon Prime or is it just when they tell us it's a hit? I am assuming it's successful because they have three seasons of it. I mean, granted, but I'm just saying like. How do we... We don't. Okay. All right. I, I didn't know if, like, they were a bit more open about, like, their no, data mining. I, I haven't oh, But if they're like, like, this is good, it's a hit, you should watch it. And we're like, yes, it, we now this, watch it. It is called Just Add Magic, and there are, I think there are only two books in the series, but it's called Just Add Magic. And the more you watch it... Actually, the more complex a story it is, the the main characters are three 13-ish-year-old girls. Who are chefs that make magic sandwiches? Sort of. Okay. And one of them has a grandmother who well, no longer speaks for reasons unknown. Technically, doesn't everyone have a grandmother? Yeah. Okay. And technically, mine do not speak. But this woman's alive, and... I don't know. Shouldn't talk. And they find the grandmother's cookbook, but it has interesting ingredients. So, of course, you see two other women of the same age, and there's something going on. Well, they figure out that the cookbook is a spell book. The spells are not anything horrible. It's like if you want someone to stop talking for a day, there's the shut-up shortcake. Things do like they, that. Do they have to eat the shut-up yes, shortcake? Okay. Yes, you have to eat it. And, like, it was just some made-up special kind of vanilla. Is this where all those, like, eat-me cakes or, like, drink-me yes, bottles from them. Alice in Wonderland mm-hmm. came from? So, my youngest, who is 12 and a half, she got into this. And I watched the first one or two, and then I came in and watched maybe one, because they're half hour, maybe one of the second season. The The three girls in current day are just similar to the grandmother and the, the other two older women. They're all the same. And so apparently they, those, the grandmothers, they were the keeper of this book from, tell me her name. It is unusual. She was in Babylon 5 and the French woman on Lost. Her. I know who you're talking about, but I don't don't know her name. She is the traveler. I don't know what that's about. 
But the traveler, I'm going to assume, doesn't age because they're a traveler. And something about this book, whatever. Well, these she, girls were doing... related to the traveler from Star Trek The Next Generation? Maybe. They did some sort of whatever, and some boy their age was there, and they wanted him to forget about the magic, but instead they made him completely disappear. So it got kind of dark. And then, in current day, with the current girls, he reappears. So I don't really know what's going on there, but it's not just, uh, these are teenage girls. <laughs> it's, um... It's, what is it about fantasy books and characters that, like, you, you'll you have a character called, like, the Traveler. Like, in Stephen King's Dark Tower, you had the Gunslinger. Like, mm. in, in, like usually it, you'll have, like, if there's a, a messianic character, they're the one. Like, what is it about giving them a very generic, like... I think when they're writing, that's just the placeholder. And, and they, they never just go don't back. never go back. They're yeah. like, well, I could... What about uh, Zora He? What about that? No, and they're like... One, mm. I don't know about that. I, I don't I don't want to write that a whole bunch of times. Well, we're going to stick with Traveler. So, uh, Just Add Magic on Amazon Prime is watchable by adults because it is well acted. Dee Wallace, who you know best as the e. mom on E.T. There you go. She is one of the grandmothers. Steven, Steven Spielberg vouches for this lady. Yeah. And uh, you would recognize the other woman. Believe me, she's a stand-up comic. and Roseanne. No. Okay. And, but she's this, this other woman's in it, and you'd know who she was. Margaret Cho. She would have played Margaret Cho's mother or grandmother in Margaret Cho's TV show, for real. That, that woman. That's fantastic. That woman. Anyway, the, the adults know what they're doing. It clearly does not cost a lot to make this. There are not a lot of special effects. So... I think it's easy for this to make money, but there are enough. I mean, the kid actors are fine, but there are some, I don't want to say real actors, but, you know, the chick. Listen, you, th that was the Harry Potter formula. Like, yeah. Daniel Radcliffe, like, like uh, all of the child actors in that, like, especially in the first couple of movies, mm -hmm. were not, like, tearing it up. But whenever you've got, like, you know, uh, like a bunch of dames and sirs. Mm -hmm. Or, like, basically the entirety of, like, the Shakespearean, like, traveling mm -hmm. company. It, it's okay. Yeah. The, kids, the adults can come in there, swing in, like, you know, do some of the heavy lifting and just been like, all right, there you go. Now, this is not a Disney production, but there are... It will remind you of a lot of the shows that you have seen on Disney, but... It's, at, it's watchable. At this point, it's probably hard yeah. not to cover something. Like, Disney has been around as, like, an entertainment entity since, what, the... Fit, was it 40s or 50s they started producing cartoons? I don't remember. Like, whatever, whatever the point that Steamboat Willie is out there, which, like I said, I want to say is the 50s. Like, they're, at, at a bare minimum, 70 years old. Mm -hmm. Like, they've been making movies. They've had their own channel. Like, they own multiple channels. Like... Live action, animated. I, I would say at this point, you can't touch a genre or like a, a show or anything that at some point Disney has not went. Okay, let's see if we can make a couple bucks off that. Like correct. So my point is, I know a lot of times on these streaming services, there isn't a lot for younger audiences. This is family friendly. It's not going to. 
I wouldn't say there's anything scary, but there are some dark undertones. I think maybe five-year-olds and such would probably be bored. But not like, say, dark in the, N- no the way that uh, Sabrina no, was No, no, no. There are no jump scares. If there are, they're jump scares meant for eight-year-olds. You know, there's, But it is watchable, and that's important because you, you want to watch TV with your kids, and you can't just wait for them to age up. Or you could scar them at early ages because you forgot about the and, and beginning. You don't, you don't want to watch Drek with them either. Yes. So this is perfectly fine, and it's three seasons and still in production. Just add magic on Amazon Prime. So quality show. It is what it is, and it's really entertaining to my youngest and is has a, a an undercurrent of mystery to it that I didn't expect it to have. And 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 not for nothing, like your kids also seem to have pretty good taste. Yeah. As far as like entertainment goes. So like yeah. when when you say they're into this show or they enjoyed it, like I can actually mm-hmm. take that because there's a lot of times kids will be like, oh this is great. And then they'll show me like a YouTuber Ooh. playing a game and I'm like, oh you have you've completely sacrificed any goodwill you had on my feelings toward any of your opinions. See, I I saw it pop up because Amazon's trying to tell me what to watch. And I guess it had, I don't know. I saw it pop up. And I thought, well, it's a short episode. I wanted to actually have seen something relevant for the show. Sure, yeah. And I figured it would suck hard and we would make fun of it. But three quarters of the way into it, there really was nothing to make fun of. And by the end of the first episode, Jenna was just... She was in. You were just like, darn it, it's a quality production. Yeah, I know. And so much so, it was bothersome seeing the older actors. Like, I know that one. I know that one. Oh, the French woman from Lost. I know that one. I I had to IMDB and read all about them because it was like, oh, yes. D. Wallace looks lovely. Anyway, so that is on Amazon Prime. Now let's switch to Netflix. I'm assuming you've watched nothing. I I have watched... um, and you and I kind of casually talked about mm-hmm. this right before. It's called the CWC. Yes. The and the concept behind it, like most okay, of so you, this is this is a show or a channel. You okay? You have the CW app, which just basically if you don't watch stuff on network, like if you're into you know Riverdale or Arrow, uh, Supernatural, any of the anything that appears on the CW, you can go on their app and watch it and have like minimal. Uh, Minimal interruption with commercials. Mm-hmm. Um, they have kind of an adjacent app that you can, I, I guess you download when you download CW. If you switch it over to there, CW Seed has a bunch of shows that were either canceled, only ran one or two seasons. Like, Are maybe you saying only read- CWSEED? CWS, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's like CW slash SEED. Okay. It's called, I guess, Seed because it was the beginning of something and it never became. I don't. I don't know why. Or just a poor grass. They call you. I seed it. I don't. I get. I don't. I, I don't know. I, I didn't research why they called it Seed, but you've got like not every show that gets canceled is a terrible show. Right. Case in point, like Firefly. Firefly is not on there, but Firefly lasts eleven episodes. They don't even show all the episodes. That they have shot. And clearly it was so good, we're still talking about it. Nearly 20 years later. Yes. Um, you've got a couple of shows that are just, they were really... Do you think it'll come back? Re- Firefly? Yeah. 
You know, if Nathan Fillion and Joss Whedon need enough money, yeah, <laughs> one day, yes. Like, I mean, if if you can if you can have like like a, a twenty year psych, like if he said we weren't going to do it. Boom. Uh, Disney Plus is working on a Willow television series, a movie. From Bunny from Bunny from Buffy, Willow from Buffy. No, Willow, Willow, oh, Willow. like Ron Howard's. Like, Ooh. we've got to take the Daikini Ooh. baby, Mad Mart again. I'm just what was largely viewed as a failed. George Lucas mm-hmm. production, like, has now come around to the point that they're wanting to do a television show spearheaded by Ron Howard uh, and uh, Warwick Davis. I, I have to insert, I hardcore watched The Goldbergs, and The Goldbergs is about things in the 1980s, but of which course... Which the Willow, which Willow yes. was, yeah. But last week's new episode was how the youngest child who is who is Adam Goldberg, who actually exists, and this is his family. He created the show, but he's an adult now. He was so excited because Willow was coming out, and Willow was going to change everything. You know, I I saw the movie when I was a kid, and I was fascinated by it. Like, And I didn't understand why no one else was. And I didn't understand why I couldn't find the toys like I could for Star Wars. Mm-hmm. For it. Like, I was the kid... That was into Willow. Like uh, later, I learned that basically Lucas does it just because he couldn't get the rights to Lord of the mm-hmm. Rings. But like, it's a it's a fascinating film. It is, and like it just. I mean, I I think it almost got pegged because George Lucas put his mm-hmm. name on it. And if you don't do three hundred million dollars at that point and be produced by George Lucas, because at that point you've got most of the Indiana Jones movies and the Star Wars movies. At that point, he's just he's he's a he is a reason to print money, right? And then that came out, and like you could only print twenties instead of hundreds. It was like the the solo, yeah. It made tons of money, but not enough. Not not in the way that like they expected it. And to watch do. me jump to Star Wars. There is a spinoff from the Goldbergs that takes place ten years later. So it is in the nineties, and it centers around Barry's. Was it the former, sister? No, or no, it's Barry's the former. The teacher. T- yeah, she's a teacher. Yeah. It's called Schooled. And in last week's episode, one of her co-teachers was very excited about a movie that was going to change everything called The Phantom Menace. So yeah. there was so many layers well, in I mean, that one. As good as Goldberg is about handling stuff from the 80s, and I mean, we're you know, 20, 30 plus years mm-hmm. removed from... The 90s now, depending on what specific specific thing you're talking about, that's pretty much like its wheelhouse. Like besides just being right. entertaining comedy, but like the the points that it makes about 80s and 90s mm-hmm. references to, you know, pop culture, uh, you know, events or whatever. It really is kind of a great idea. Yes. For very a much show. So, so um, uh, I digress. CWC'd. Um, you have all of these shows that for whatever reason didn't catch. Mm hmm. Um, uh, like Alcatraz is. I loved Alcatraz. Yes, that's. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, it was right after Lost. If you look, if you look at or think about shows that are canceled, you've got kind of a pejorative context with them. It Mm -hmm. seems negative. People weren't watching this, but I'm gonna I'm gonna remind you, like Seinfeld in its first season, like was in I think the bottom ten. Seinfeld ends up being like. One of the highest rated shows on NBC, like more or less cements Thursday night as must see TV. Like everything doesn't catch out of the gate and you don't always get that opportunity to grow into that hit. 
you've got like like uh, Alcatraz has the um, the guy that played Alan Grant in Jurassic Park. It's got Hurley from Lost, and there's another. I think she's a newcomer. Um, mm-hmm. But basically, um, what's happened in that show is what is it, 50, 40, 50 years ago, these inmates from Alcatraz just disappeared, just like alien mm-hmm. abduction kind of disappeared. And now what was then, because I want to say this this launched like maybe 10 years ago, maybe eight years ago. It was something mm-hmm. like that. It was around 2010, I think. They started appearing in in the city, and they don't understand why. They're like, right. why are these people? And they, they haven't aged any. Some of them, I think, are still in their like prison blues. Yeah. And they don't it understand is it. Really interesting, and I was bummed. And that, it had a lot of unanswered questions. You could yes. definitely tell this was from. I want to even say J.J. Abrams. I think it was had, J. J. had a Abrams. production credit to this. It 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 had a very lost vibe to it. It was just mm-hmm. like you don't you, you, you we're we're going to give you a little piece of this, but you don't know. And they never explained why all of this stuff. And then like, there were happened. aspects like a prisoner would just come to be and he would go back to doing whatever he was in prison for and it's just it was really good and i was bummed about it so cwc is a way to watch stuff that you will just get sad about because all of it's been canceled and there's there's a a plethora of it like i guess that's the other like with uh cbs all access like most of the time your draw is your new exclusive content like mm-hmm. we've we are the only place that has the new star trek series we're the only place that has the the twilight zone this is a kind of a different hook in that this is something you probably didn't hear of like it's not a large time commitment because at best you're talking about maybe one or two i think every they probably got this stuff on the cheap because it mm-hmm. couldn't go into any kind of syndication right back in the back in the day i don't know that it's still the case or if you're going to go to netflix or whatever but if you're going to be back in the day on, with syndication i think you had to have a minimum Three of years. 75 75 episodes mm-hmm. or, or 70 episodes maybe it was cuz the original star trek just made that cut otherwise we may not you know be talking about it as we often do um so the, these shows like never had the shot to go to, you know, the six o'clock before prime time mm-hmm. or to be aired on Saturdays. Nobody got to rediscover these because they were never rebroadcast for any reason. There's another one called Forever. And it's about I loved Forever. Yeah, it's on there. That Forever is about this mortician. Yeah, he, I guess. M- more or less, um, and he's been around for like since Seventeen, eighteen hundreds, I believe. No, he's not a mortician. He meets a a mortician. He he, he's in an antique shop with Judd, um, not Judd, with um, the guy from Taxi. That guy. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, that guy. It's not Judd Nelson. It's it's not Judd Reinhold. No. We'll come to it anyway. I I I watched that every week. Forever. It was. Well, the in the concept of that show is like you can't kill this guy, and yeah. he's he's been doing like he's oh that's right he drowned and then he he was dead and then all of a sudden he wasn't and so, so he comes to realize he cannot be killed and he's done this so long like he's just like he's not like House where he can just bring it like mm-hmm. about his mind like dude's just been doing it so long he's seen it all. Like, yeah. And it's not like he's been doing it for 30, 40 years. He's been doing it for hundreds mm-hmm. of years. And, you and just, he's not a vampire. And you cannot kill him. Like, again, fascinating concept for mm-hmm. a show, just well for whatever produced, reason. Well acted. Whatever reason, did not catch whenever it was first run. And I'm not saying all of them are gems like this, mm-hmm. but 
there there's a wealth of stuff that you know for whatever reason you didn't catch it whenever it was on there there's stuff you can get into here that again you may have never heard of there's a lot to discover on there because there is a wealth of pilots and shows that didn't get to go on to become like the x-files or mm-hmm. star trek or um you know uh, gray's anatomy or whatever and have these 15 you know 10 11 season runs and just never connected with a mass audience. You're listening to Binge or Cringe, brought to you by the Hints and Oakley Family Dentistry in our beautiful podcast center. Jane Allen talking with Adam Cravens. Okay. A show, it's not going to replace Santa Clarita Diet. I'm telling you that. It's not that funny. But your friend Will Farrell and his production partner are behind a show called Dead to Me. Christina Applegate stars in it. Brunette chick from Freaks and Geeks. Yeah. She's an adult now. She is in it. As kids tend to do. You will recognize many of the actors and a nice, it's more than a cameo, but he's not in every episode. Ed Asner is in it. That's never a bad thing. Yeah. And here's the story. And I have not seen the end, but... It's, I predicted some of it, but I honestly don't know how it's going to end up. So it starts with Christina Applegate, and she is a widow. And her husband, like three months prior to when the show starts, he has been killed. It's a hit and run, and that's it. And the police can't find it because it was a hit and run at one in the morning, no cameras. Hysterical. She, she deals with her grief through cynicism. And she finally goes to a grief support group. That's how I deal with everything. Well, you'll enjoy this. So she's first time at the grief support group. She's getting coffee. The coffee's horrible. She spits it out. A woman comes up. It's, you know, what's her face? Brunette from Freaks and Geeks. And Christina Applegate's character said, don't drink the coffee. It's awful. And the other one straight face said, I made that. So then as she's apologizing, Brunette, she goes, no, I didn't. So... They become friends. I don't think Christina Applegate ever gets the respect as a comedian that she probably, and it, it's probably because she's always part of an ensemble and mm-hmm. she's rarely the name above, the, like she was an anchor man. She's not the name above the title. She was in Married with Children. She's not, mm-hmm. she was not, um, you know, she wasn't Al Bundy in, in, right. in that show. She she has done so much funny stuff. Like what was the she did a film in the eighty um Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. Mm-hmm. She has done a lot of stuff, but for whatever reason, I guess people if you're not the name there, people I guess don't associate you with him. But she's actually a really funny actress she that is. and like as you started talking about this show, I was like, oh, con-, and then the more I thought, I was like, that's not weird that she's doing comedy. That's basically. Yeah. What she does. Yeah. So these two become friends. And the the brunette, brunette's character's name is Judy. Judy is in the support group because her fiancé, she says, I lost my fiancé. Well, right away, having seen a million things, I'm thinking, lost? Hmm. It starts to roll out. It starts to roll out. You find out. The Judy Hale's character, well, he's alive. They did break up after five heartbreaking miscarriages. But that's not really what broke them up. 
And you figure that out when she does a flashback and they're storing a car in a self-storage facility. Turns out Judy killed Christina Applegate's husband. And you find that out early on in this hit and run. And Judy's character does wants to stop and help him. And this is a comedy? Yes, it's a dark comedy. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Mostly because Christina Applegate's character is really funny. And she 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 speaks her mind. I guess, I guess in as much as if Santa Clarita Diet can be a comedy with as many people like it, the basically the last or the, the second season was about like murdering hordes of Nazis, I was which down is not for traditionally that. comedic fodder. But I guess if you can have like a show about cannibalizing a Nazi being a comedy, mm-hmm. th- this can also be a comedy. So everything gets intertwined and it, it turns out that her husband was having an affair. It turns out that he told his girlfriend that his wife had died and it gets very complicated. And we still don't know why the husband was running at one o'clock in the morning. He did jog. He wasn't wearing his running shoes. So who knows? Uh, I I really don't know how it's going to end up because you get to know the characters. You clearly see that Judy Hale's character, the one who was driving the car that hit him, that she is what you would call just a kind soul. And her fiancé said, no, because he's a high-profile lawyer, and they just kept going. Anyway, but you could also see how she's not wanting to lie to who has become her best friend, who uh, who had her move in with her to help deal with her grief. And they've the two women together, it's like a sick, twisted version of Kate and Allie. What is it that makes the audience enjoy, like, knowing a secret that other characters in the the show mm-hmm. don't know? Like, And they set you up for a lot of things. Something will happen, and Judy, Judy's character will say, I did it. I did it. And then you're going, oh, she's going to tell her this way. And then she's saying she did something else. She's they, like, they I, do ma- that. I made lemonade. Yes, or, they, they've done that several times. Like, from a, from a very early, like... Okay, uh, Sesame Street. Mm-hmm. I remember when everyone on Sesame Street, three, mm-hmm. Sesame Street thought Snuffleupagus was an imaginary. They thought it was Big Bird's imaginary friend. I remember the episode that like it dropped and he revealed himself mm-hmm. to Sesame. Like blew my mind for all. And it was like seeing like the season finale for something back in that day. And I'm just like, oh my goodness, my world is shattered. But like, you know, my world was Hot Wheels and Duplo mm. blocks. Not not terribly different than the what it is now. Um, yeah, no. But like, just, I, I remember like, just wait the anticipation for that. Like, and the drama that they, and I mean, it's Sesame Street, so it's not like drama, drama. Mm-hmm. But it was enough that even then, like as a, a child, and I mean, I, I was actually a child, not like, Childlike. I, yes. I mean, straight up was like by the very definition, like sees a pediatrician child, child. Mm-hmm. Um, even at that age, knowing something that the audience or that, that the other characters on the show didn't know. And it just kind of the fascination inherent to that. I, I I wonder what the direct correlation with that is like, because you get a lot of shows that kind of draw a lot mm-hmm. of 
Oh, uh, in in Friends, when Chandler and Monica initially get together, right. and they don't want to tell the other the other friends on the show, like mm-hmm. it, it's it's interspersed. It throughout. is an interesting way to tell a story. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, this this is not laugh out loud funny. Uh, many f bombs are dropped. Most of them by Christina Applegate, which she does with a plum. Uh, and she finds out that she was not living the life she wanted because she gave everything up for her husband to do what he wanted to do. And he turned out, you know, they, believe me, their house is amazing. But now that he's gone, she's starting to do what she originally wanted to do with her life. And so that's interesting. There's a lot of, I really don't know how it's going to end up other than she's going to tell her eventually or someone's going to figure out who did it. But then, I don't know. I don't know what direction they're going to go in it. It is a dark comedy. I think this is one of the things I like about the rise of the streaming service. Like, back in the day, you had to reach... And I, I'm not saying that these streaming services aren't trying to reach a mass audience. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, if you wanted to be top ten, like, you, you couldn't offend the advertiser. Like, you had to make sure that you're hitting this demographic, this demographic, and this demographic. Like, you just... You could not be a mass success and be a dark comedy or drop right. the F-bomb constantly or be a be a comedy about like your your husband being murdered. And it turned out like it was your new best friend. Like you couldn't that wasn't going to happen in the sixth season of Andy Griffith. It, no. it wasn't going to turn out that Barney murder, murdered like Andy's wife Wouldn't or something. Interesting. Well, anyway. t- tell you what, Andy, there's a reason I only got one bullet. <laughs> I used the other one on the then. So I will tell you this. When I saw um, Dead to Me, again, much like um, Just Add Magic, I thought, oh, I'm just going to watch the first one. I When we're done, I have to go and watch the last two or three episodes because I, I rolled right, right through it. Because I it's entertaining I don't know where they're going with it. So in that way, it's fresh, and it is very well done, and it clearly does not cost a lot to make. You've got like three or four locations, some car scenes. That's it. Which will probably give you more anonymity than anything else. Like, if you want to shoot something on the cheap, like, I think, it, I want to say it was Kevin Smith that said it. Like, he had a movie called um, da- Danger Ranger and the Red... Ranger Danger and the Danger Rangers. Mm-hmm. He had kind of floated around. I want to say like maybe Weinstein Company like had it at one point. Or maybe it was me. I don't remember. But it was going to be about a $70, $80 million movie. And he said the problem with that, he goes, when you're, in, when you're using that amount of money, people want their input. And he goes, and rightfully so, it's their money. They want to make sure that they're going to get back on their investment. He goes, you shoot a $5 million movie? And do anything you want. Like, mm-hmm. it's just, but at the point that, like, like if you're making a movie and it's going to cost $300 million, you've got to listen to your producer. Like, yeah. you probably don't have $300 million just laying around. The more money that you involve in it, the more, the more, like, chefs, and, and you know, in this case, mm-hmm. producers, executive producers, you have to listen to them because you're not the one that's footing the bill for this. If you want to do something cheaply or if you want to do something kind of under the radar, you're going to be given a lot more freedom to explore it the way you want to and maybe go in unique or interesting directions. But if you're the number one show on like, you know, a very popular like CBS, 
I'm going to go ahead and say, like, they don't let, like, NCIS just do whatever it wants. There's right. a very there's a very strict formula. People will tune in to see it. And I'm, I'm not I'm not, you know, dumping on NCIS. It's very successful. Mm hmm. I don't have a very successful show, but I'm saying like you don't ever associate. But Adam and I are both up for being in very successful. Oh, I'll shows. be in any NCIS you want me. If there's an NCIS like Sparta, I will be in that. Is that a? Is that one of them now? Yes. Did I, okay, NCIS. Yes, yeah, NCIS. Sparta. I, we will be the two leads on NCIS Sparta. Like if you want us to be, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying like you don't get a lot of like narrative surprise. From an episode of NCIS, like, right. and for better or for worse, I mean, that's just, that's what it is. But it's also because there's a lot of money, probably Jerry Brockheimer's money. Mm -hmm. um, he seems to produce a lot of things. Uh, well, this is executive produced by Christina Applegate, and it's Will Ferrell and what's-his-face, whoever he does. All uh, Adam McKay, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's their company. And all I could think of was, huh, SNL alum has a deal with Netflix only at doesn't suck. Again, Mr. Sandler, we will happily work with you. I will. If you want to be on NCS yeah. Sparta, like yeah. if you want to guest star yes. on that, on our show, please do. Please do. <laughs> Though I am, ex I'm not going to say excited. I am looking forward to seeing the newest Sandler produced Sandler movie on Netflix because it looks like it might be watchable. I'm sure due in part to Jennifer Aniston. And if we're if we're being fair, and again, like at the end of the day, I'm sure it like Sony produced most of his movies. Um, it, it really is about whether or not you can return on that investment. Mm -hmm. And at one point, statistically, Adam Sandler had a better box office record than Tom Hanks did. That that Tom Hanks, mm -hmm. not like mm -hmm. Tom Tom J Hanks, like you know the the, the janitor over at like <laughs> wherever. Like I'm talking about that Tom Hanks, and like. It eventually that fell off, but like that guy made a lot of money for Sony over a long period of time. And while I may not have been the bread and butter that was like continuing to produce that, he could draw in an audience. And mm -hmm. when you can draw in that kind of money, like I guarantee you, Sandler probably doesn't have to work another day in his no, life. No, I'm sure he doesn't. But, um, that's it. That's stuff to watch. The streaming app, CW Seed, for you and the kids on Amazon, just add magic, and on Netflix, adult, adult. No question here. Dead to me. So, there you have it. And by the way, as I'm watching Dead to Me, I'm thinking, oh, if your wife isn't watching drowning children movies, like... She, she may be. Like the one you saw. Every time you say dead to me, I hear Robert De Niro say it. You're dead. You're dead to me. <laughs> dead. He's dead. She will like this. I will, I will make her aware of it. I would like if both of us can watch, what is it, Shockingly Evil, the, the Ted Bundy with um, Man, Zac Efron. Let me just tell you this right now. Back in the day, when that when that guy was headlining, like uh, what was a uh, high school musical, mm -hmm. did not see this mm -hmm. as the eventual place like he landed. I was I was just like, that's the same kid that was like abs of steel, like dancing and singing in a high school musical, playing Ted Bundy on Netflix. Mm -hmm. Wow, that wouldn't. I, and I would have, have lost that bet. You have seen the Netflix documentary, The Ted Bundy Tapes, right? Kristen made sure that I did. Yes. Okay. All right. So you are prepared. Yes. That's not a prerequisite, but I 
I've also saw it, and I kind of want to watch it side by side just because. Anyway, so that, I would like it if we could discuss that next week, both having seen it. If not, we'll, I don't know, talk about Game of Thrones again. I, I can I can probably talk her into watching that. I but think you be can. Like, hey, people are getting murdered. <laughs> You're going to love it. It's going to be great, sweetie. <laughs> but the children are 20s and up, so, and no weeping spirit woman or oh. whatever she was. Anyway, so that's it on Binge or Cringe, and I also want to put this in your head to think about. This summer, I want you to binge on Supernatural. You've told me for years you're going to watch it. Well, I, want I told you, to... you for years. It's been on for... 15. Super. It's... I was going to say, Supernatural's almost old enough to drive. Yes, and Supernatural's going to end. They've decided to stop making them after this next season, which will start in the fall. It's the 15th season, so... By the time you catch up, you'll be able to see all of the shows. It's a, that's still a pretty deep dive right there. Just Fathom. Okay, just the first season. I'm not telling season. you I won't. Oh, I'm like, sure you will. I just want to say first season. Just watch the first season, and then I will pick and choose others that entertain me. So Fair enough. That's all. Anyway, but thank you so much for listening to Binge or Cringe. I'm Jane Ellen. And I'm Adam Cravens. Binge or Cringe, starring Jane Ellen and Adam Cravens, is a Hinson Oakley Podcast Center production. Listen to new or past podcasts anytime at rock937online.com.